having a great year so far in 2019 and today we are back with another podcast. We're going to be talking about health um, and this podcast is going to be called Health Part One because health is actually going to become a bit of a series on the podcast where I talk to some of my friends and different uni students about their health journey in uni and how they try or how they maintain a healthy lifestyle while keeping up with all the other things, uni, work and other commitments. So today we have Alana, hello, who is also on our friendship podcast a while back, and she's going to be sharing her health journey with us. Check that out as well. Yeah, check out the friendship podcast. It's episode three, episode three on the podcast. Okay, so I just wanted to start with what was your health and nutrition like in high school? So what were you doing in high school? Um, so I guess, okay, I'll start from the very beginning, from mm-hmm. primary school. In primary, I think my parents really wanted me to have a taste of every kind of sport possible. So I did dance, um, ballet, I did swimming, I did tennis, and um, I was also <laughs> forced to go out and practice for cross country. Yeah. Um, so I was balancing a lot, and then once I got into high school, there was an increased load of work. So I cut back on dance, I kept swimming, but then that kind of eased out after like maybe a couple, three four years so around mm-hmm. year nine I stopped swimming and basically my um fitness in high school was primarily tennis and the running mm-hmm. because in primary my parent my mom would um you know tell me to leave the house and go for a run but then by high school it was kind of on my own will yeah I would leave and go for a run to practice for the season so it was mainly running tennis and then I started to pick up Pilates mm-hmm. so um I was first introduced to Pilates in around maybe year nine and then I fell in love with it um at that time I didn't have Instagram so I didn't see all the models and I didn't <laughs> really do it for the aesthetics I did it because yeah. it made me feel really good and so yeah that's kind of what I was doing in high school and it has changed quite a bit once I've entered uni. into uni and I guess that's my next question I wanted to ask like what were some of the things you had trouble with health and nutrition-wise even, um, in that transition period between high school and uni? Um, so firstly, financing my health. Because yeah. once I became an adult, I was personally responsible for financing all kind of extracurricular activities. So that includes fitness. Yeah. And um, also kind of finding what I liked. Because I was doing tennis for so long, I kind of lost interest in that. Also, I wouldn't have been able to financially support my tennis the lesson, yeah. and also with my running I felt so much stress for mm-hmm. like races and all that and so I think when in that transition period I used that to really understand myself and what I wanted to do and my take on sport and before it was very stressful it was you know trying to get it was more I was I guess doing sport for performing yeah it's to get you know the time to get um, the reputation, the recognition. And then once you get into uni, you re- realise people don't really care and now you're just yeah. doing it for yourself. Yeah. And so I basically um, started to do stuff that I enjoy and that I personally want to do. So, like, my routine right now is, like, I do three times a week, like, strength and conditioning. So that's, like, um, hit workouts or, like, um, functional training, like, mm-hmm. body weight stuff. 
And then the other three day, three times a week, I throw in some cardio and that can be anything. So previously it would have to be running, but now it can be like anything from, you know, swimming, um, to like a hike, like walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I feel like picking up my tennis racket and going for a hit, then tennis, obviously. And like, you can just do anything and be really flexible. And that's something I didn't discover until, um, uni when I had the time and I guess the ability to kind of like understand myself a bit more independently and know what I want to do and I wanted to ask you about the competitive running side of it because I sort of did that as well probably not to the extent that you did and I really found it I didn't like it at all and every time that I would um even try be in a race or starting a race I'd be like oh why am I here like why do I do this to myself nobody's making me do this except myself all these thoughts go in your head and I do appreciate that competitive sport and competitive running is for some people and they love it it is quite isolating because you're not in a team and you're out you're doing whatever you need to do and then only coming in on race day so how do you think what do you think were kind of the negative effects on you because of your participation in like competitive running um so in terms of negative effects so I'll discuss negative and then I think I might discuss a couple of positive yeah. because I think I've learned a lot from it as well. Negative effects, may, well, they basically were I had a very negative outlook of sport. Mm-hmm. And for instance, for me, I had to run like five times a week. And if I went to play tennis with my mom, when I came home, I, would, I wouldn't enter the house. I would go out for a run because I wouldn't count the tennis session as an adequate Oh, um, wow. exercise routine yeah so for me I had this image that I had to be completely exhausted and fatigued in order for that to count as sport mm-hmm. and so in that way you're not only distressing your body but also your mind and like running for people who don't do it competitively is a time they can zone out and it's um a time they can like you know kind of relax and go for a jog yeah but um if you see it in terms of getting like a time and doing well in races it's it's not a it's not a time where you can just relax and Mm -hmm. you know like just go for a jog like every run like you're comparing it to your previous one in terms of time and especially for me um I it was I guess it wasn't a real equal give and take relationship I would give a lot but then I wouldn't really get the results to kind of um satisfy the amount of time I was giving in and the amount of um mental space especially with um you know, with like work, schoolwork, that's quite heavy as well. Yeah. So to balance both of them was hard and I wasn't really seeing results. And it's if you're only doing it for the results, then obviously... Um, you can be disappointed. I is, feel like yeah, mentally it, it hits you quite hard. If you're doing it for the results or for running like a position that you want to be or a time you want to get, you're setting yourself up or you have a high risk of setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah, and definitely, you're closer definitely. to disappointment because... To not get 21 minutes and 20 seconds or whatever your aim mm-hmm. is or to not be looking a certain way even though you wanted that look, that's kind of like trying to preempt what your body's going to do. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you just can't on the day. And I think everybody deals with it. Like nobody's yeah. top. Absolutely no one's top. And you're always going to find someone better than you. Yeah. Unless you're like a gold medalist. Even if you are a gold medalist, the next person, next generation will be. You're never going to be top. And that's something yeah. like in sport... Um, you put so much physical and mental pain into and then 
Um, if you're only relying on results, then that's not going to really be justified and you're going to end up hating the sport and quitting. Mm-hmm. So that's the negative side. However, with the positive sides, there were some. Yeah. Um, first thing is being able to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much respect for my own resilience yeah. and being able to um, overcome like hardships and obstacles, you know, as a female, whenever you have, you're on your period or whatever yeah going for a run is is hard and it you do feel nauseous and being able to go through that and finish the run is it's a small but very monumental accomplishment and you feel so proud of yourself and those kind of uh feelings of I guess resilience consistency Mm -hmm. running is a lot of consistency that's um I guess those are skills you'll use forever for everything for any aspect of life yeah yeah and I wanted to talk about, go back and talk about the result thing a little bit. So I know yeah. with competitive running it's or any competitive sport, it's about like your time or how you perform or whatever. Yeah. But I think a lot of young girls and boys nowadays have, when they think of result, they think about maybe a particular way they want to look or, yeah, um, you know, now. like... I know like a boy might be like if I do lots of weights and if I'm in the gym all the time and lifting I'll be shredded shredded like so and so or someone on Instagram and I think that the social media side of it does play a massive role I actually recently unfollowed like 35 people um like not it's unhealthy not friends but like 35 um Instagram fitness models, fitness models like Insta models. The models yeah. only on in the Insta Instagram realm, field. Exactly. I unfollowed about thirty people because I was just like, I feel so bad, and everything they post always looks good. Yeah, and some days you are not having a good day, and I know this has been talked about a lot, but I think that if you start exercising, I'm happy to say that when I started running, it actually I was like a very unfit kid, and when I started running, I started in the beginning of high school. And it just was not, like, I didn't care how I looked or, like, what I was eating or I just started running. Yeah. And I think that's a really organic way to start. Yeah. But if you walk into a gym or start a sport and you're like, oh, my goal is to be 20 kilos lighter, my goal is to look like this person on the internet or this person in my life, I think that that sets you up for disappointment. Yeah. And I think one thing we need to realize is that Instagram is a hyper-reality. Yeah. Like, it's not real. Yeah. Like, Alexis Ren, famous Instagram model, tiny waist, amazing abs. She has suffered so many demons yeah. in her fitness journey. She's had eating disorders, very severe ones. She hasn't been happy. She hasn't been in the happy place. And so you kind of have to make sacrifices and compromises. Do you want to live life and mm-hmm. be happy and love moving your body and like because you only get one body and you should honor it and not put it through such hardship yeah like you know mental like don't beat yourself up because you know that's that's the only one you'll have I think Instagram is unhealthy in that way so it has a lot of benefits but I think it's unhealthy because it produces this really unattainable um image for girls and guys Mm -hmm. I think guys as well. Guys, boys as well. I think just everybody looks and wants to be a certain way. And sometimes you can't... Like, your body changing is a natural process and it's not something can be forced in a certain direction. The other thing I wanted to talk about was I think that we, we started discussing this about how health is not just how much exercise you're doing and how much what you're eating, like have you eaten fully 110% clean or, you know, have you only eaten veggies this week or whatever, like... 
that sort of thing. But I think health is also gut health, mental health, everything, everything, health, the health of your skin, the health of your hair, the health of your nails. I think that that's something both of us have learnt after leaving school. Yeah. Because I think at school you're still learning about all this stuff. And then obviously with the rise of social media, it doesn't help to see people Mm you know with fit bodies fitness yeah and when you're a teenager it's very so and I think as a uni student like and I think I was going to bring this up now about the struggles of kind of balancing uni and health so I know that and we'll get to your the beginning of your uni yeah I definitely um, struggled you struggled to balance it but I'll just say I think with uni and health it's important to remember and be kind to yourself that some weeks are just it's hard to say that in uni you're going to be scheduled and you're going to be you know have some time to see your friends and some time to study and some time to work out like it's going to be and you can try and it's really great to get as close to that as possible but it's too hard to have the perfect balance and, and the perfect does. situation and people don't does. tell you but people do tell you and maybe you're lacking looking, in one area yeah. of their life maybe their social life is trumping their study life their, or the other way around yeah and they're part of so many societies and you're thinking oh my god that that girl's like the executive yeah. of this society and part of that society but you don't know this backstory about her readings and whether she's <laughs> keeping up with them and you just don't know about what people are going through and it's easy to look at somebody in uni and see them with like you know, their reusable mug with their tea in it and just, yeah, like, yeah. their really nice outfit and think that they have it all together. But really, everybody does have issues and yep. everybody does have problems and nobody just has that perfect schedule, perfect life with no worries. And yeah. you're adults now in uni, so all adults have issues and all adults yeah. have worries and that's just part of yeah. being And adult. at the beginning, it's hard to realise It's hard to that. juggle and but we'll then, come to that. Yeah, so then, but then after a while, you kind of just realize that that's life and you just take it for granted exactly like, you get to live like that's amazing it's an amazing gift in itself so don't add extra stress and worry that's unnecessary yeah you know, just take things as they come okay let's talk about your first semester at uni in okay, terms yeah. of health so um first sem uni I was trying to figure out like my first time independently yeah. you know um, being managing in, managing sport and so I was I went completely away from running because I had you know that terrible um, perspective of it, and then I went into the gym life. So I joined the gym at UNSW, and the uni gym is something keep it to keep in yeah. mind. That you so I joined the uni gym. I have a couple of comments about that, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. So I joined that, and because as a uni student, you only a part, you only work part time. Um, you feel guilty in a way if you don't attend a gym a certain number of days a week yeah because you're paying you're paying for it now like your parents aren't paying for it and so I had I felt so obliged to go to the uni gym like four times a week and then that meant my body was so fatigued I probably ran once a week and then that's it like I couldn't and then that kind of impacted my uni work because I was so tired for um when I came back, because I would stay back after my lectures for like an hour or go to uni an hour early. And I think it's important to note that you live like, what, an hour and a half? An hour and a half away. Yeah. And so that was definitely impacting my health. And um, because I was stressed and because I was unhappy, that obviously correlates to like my health and my immune system. And I got sick so many times yeah. that semester when I'm usually quite healthy and I never get sick. And so that was a sign that my body was telling me, hold on, you need to reassess 
your fitness. And this like, was actual, like her nose was blocked and yeah, and a couple times I, I missed shoots and lectures, which I never do. Yeah. Um, because I was too sick to like leave the house because of like headaches and yeah, like actual flu symptoms. So it it was a sign that my body was telling me that the uni gym is not something you want to do. <coughs> like you. I, I always loved moving my body. I always loved fitness, but that wasn't a path that I should be Yeah, taking. and I think and so I changed and a stopped. bit of advice, uni gym-wise, because yep. I know that that's quite a big part of... A lot of unis have a gym, or yep. I know some unis have partnerships with a gym close by, and they're a lot lower prices. I think one thing to remember is that uni gyms number one can be expensive they're not like not expensive extremely but on the price yes on the, yeah on the price and they're just the price of a gym like an yeah an everyday normal gym like a fitness first or anytime fitness or something like that um they are really good if you're living on campus however one thing you need to factor in is the, is if you're living far yeah you can only go to the gym if you have uni so that i.e that means not during the holidays not on the days you don't or have you uni. have to make that one and a half hour exactly and so i think for fitness and like sport in general when things are close by that like a big hack is do sport that's close by because then you're more inclined to do it yeah a lot of the time we talk ourselves out of doing like a workout and if you have an hour and a half you're going to talk yourself out by the time you reach the gym. But if your gym was five minutes from your house... You'll just go there just and just go, do it. Yeah. And so in the end, you'll get your results. Like, you, you know, you'll get your workout in bet. Like, you know, there's, it's higher probability you'll get a workout in than if your gym is so far away. So one big tip is probably do fitness or sport that's close by. If that's um, in your home, if you do home exercises or at the park or like join a gym that's like, you know, walking distance or mm. just five minute drive then that's going to be a lot better because you want to reduce unnecessary stress in your life. Yeah. And commuting is already a stress. You know, in Sydney, it's getting worse. Yeah. That's already an additional stress you're putting into your life when you have so many other things to worry about. So I would suggest reducing worries and concerns in your life by not travelling an hour and a half to get to a gym because it doesn't work out. It did not work out for me. Yeah. So I mean, it might work out for some people and that might be... You know, that might be what they need. But I think that... Well, from, like, the people I know, even, like, people living in Stratford to UNSW, which is a bit closer than me, yeah. they've quit. So they, they've joined gyms closer to their home. So I don't actually know anybody who's committed, who realised that, oh, I still want to go. Yeah. And committed. I think the whole after uni thing as well is a bit of a lie. Like... In yeah. my opinion, if I've had a nine to three, even nine to three day at uni and been in three classes for you two hours each and talked or like been talking a lot and seen people, you just want to go home. And once you go home, it is quite hard to then want to get up and work out. Like you are pretty tired. And to be honest, you probably haven't slept your full eight to nine hours the night before. Yeah. Like, so it is quite taxing yeah. the whole uni experience. And a lot of people do uni with work. Um, with part-time work and remember uni is not just nine to three and then you're done it's coming home and doing assignments and readings and yeah. homework and extra stuff that you need to do and if you're in societies you have to do stuff for that so it's quite an overall taxing thing um, and it does permeate into home uni yeah. isn't just something that you go out, out there and do so I think that 
trying to stay back and do like an hour intense workout from six to yeah, seven it's or impractical. it's really impractical and you push your body and I think that's what you were doing you were pushing your body, body yeah. to extremes or waking up really early I know you yeah. were doing that she was waking up early so to that go I would to get gym. to the uni around 7 30 ish which is way too early which means she was leaving her house at 6 a.m which means she was waking yeah, up at 5 30 so and then she she would go home and then she'd have work to do it's not it's not and, and you day. may think you're the exception that you love sports so much but trust me I, I love fitness it's like part of my identity and even I couldn't do it <laughs> I would talk myself out of it just yeah. because of the commute once you get into the gym once you start working out that's familiar terrain for me and that was fine um working out wise but it's the whole like journey towards you know to getting to the to the gym that was really taxing and so yeah. now if I do that workout at home or if I know like even after uni I'm tired but if I know when I get home I can relax a bit and then before dinner maybe do my own workout do a hit session I'll be so much more pumped to do it yeah in my own space without worrying about other people as well which is another thing I want to talk about uni gyms um because of the nature of a uni gym there's going to be a lot of young people in it uni students yeah um when you throw a lot of young people into one environment, which, and if that environment is obsessed with like, you know, looks and stuff, yeah. it can be slightly damaging mentally. Mm-hmm. You, if you're a beginner to gyms, I wouldn't really recommend going to a uni gym as a start because just, I'm sure people don't mean anything um, harmful, harmful yeah. but they do look they you you are thinking in your head they're judging they may not be judging necessarily but you think they're judging um and just just because of the nature that there's so many young people your age just or in one kind of setting yeah you know working out it's inevitable yeah so that's something people should consider when they go into a uni gym and I think that's something to consider when you go so I I go to a gym near my house that's just like a normal gym that anybody can join and I just find there are more differences where there's people of every level and every age group there's uni students there's parents there's everybody there and I feel like it's just a bit more of a do what you need to do and leave environment yeah rather than a I feel like sometimes uni gyms can be a comparative environment and some people just haven't got into the stage of realising maybe what fitness means or the overall point of it and it's still sort of focused on the looks, how they look. If you're not confident, so if you're confident, sure, that's okay. Yeah. It's fine. If you're not confident, then it might kind of impact Um, you. Yeah, impact you in a negative way. And if you're insecure about it, it might impact you in a negative way. I wanted to ask what I just want to talk about nutrition a bit. Yeah. um, Because we've talked a lot about health and fitness and exercise. Um. What are some of the things you think you face ongoingly nutrition-wise and some okay. of the things you've had to teach yourself about it, about okay. nutrition? So problems I face. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I come from a background. So my mum's culture, food is so sacred and food is really important. And so any complaints you make towards food is a really big deal yeah so once I started you know getting into the fitness journey like looks wise there was one point where I was obsessed now I'm not but there was a point where I was just so obsessed with looks and I was like I need to stop eating white rice and like cut dairy and all sorts of stuff that all these fitness youtubers that people are, post on instagram yeah, that and cut feeding dairy. into yeah, yeah no more gluten no more dairy those are the two biggest 
you know, um, things that all fitness YouTubers and bloggers talk about. And so when I raised that, I did not well that go turned, down well. Yeah, that did not go down well because um, in my family we we think any food from the earth is a blessing and we yeah. need to just eat it and it's so important to have such a wide range of foods like they if i suggested no more dairy to them they would freak and they got really upset you know you should you shouldn't take food for granted and all that yeah and so it took me a while to realize that because while i was figuring out my own kind of outlook on health so I'm, like simultaneously I was dealing with like nutrition and then I think I finally reached a point where I'm completely content in terms of nutrition with what I'm eating so I do have times when I overeat and binge eat but basically what I do is I just eat anything from the earth so anything I go by the rule if your grandmother doesn't recognize a food then you probably shouldn't eat it yeah so anything refined or the more that humans have touched a food probably it's prob- it's not good for your body. Mm-hmm. So whatever that's coming from the earth, whole foods, so even if it's like rice, I know there's a huge controversy um, with the Western world against what, like white, white rice. rice, even though white rice has been a staple for Asians and Asians have statistically <coughs> lived longer lives, yeah. which is um, <laughs> slightly controversial if white, white, white rice is not that great for you. But... Um, I think I've reached a point where I've realized that, yes, maybe some people do say it's not that it leads to belly fat or excess fat and all that, but I'm having a more balanced, holistic approach where I don't deprive myself of anything. I eat any foods, um, all foods. So basically, mornings, it would be carbs, so like toast, almond butter. I would always have protein because I have a big appetite. So one um, health hack is if you have fats and protein in every meal mm-hmm. then it fills you up a bit more yeah so almond butter if i'm having toast definitely or like egg egg is so good um if you're in fitness because it helps for growth of muscles and like repair yeah them so that's always my morning i eat huge a huge like huge portions in the morning lunchtime can be anything like i don't really restrict any foods at yeah. all and then dinner um I do eat white rice or if my mom makes pasta, it's not wholemeal. Like I do um, not deprive myself of any food category. So I have yeah. dairy, I have cheese, I do have full cream milk, yet I think I have a pretty good figure. Like I'm not fat and I still have like muscle definition. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I'm kind of like defying what other, all those fitness, you know, YouTubers yeah, say. Yeah, I think the white well. rice thing is a big thing because I'm... Well, I had issues with that and I thought that I was exercising and not seeing many results. Yeah. No, actually, the reason why I took this step, I went to see a nutritionist and the reason why I did that was because I felt like I was hungry all the time. Yeah. That's literally what I'd always, like, even though I'd I'd eat everything, so I wasn't, like, starving myself or anything like that. I would eat breakfast, I'd eat lunch, I'd eat dinner, but I'd still be hungry in between them, like, really hungry. And I didn't know why. Did you eat healthy fats and protein? I was, but... So I went to see a nutritionist. The other thing is I'm vegetarian, so I don't eat any meat or fish. And so um, it becomes harder to get a lot of the protein that you're supposed to get when you don't eat meat. Um, 
And I also would, my, my family's Indian, so we eat a lot of rice. I think a lot of Asian cultures, rice is just a big part of Asian culture. Yeah, and culture. you can't eradicate it. Like, as much as you try, like, yeah. you can't, all the side dishes, you can't eat that with, like, sourdough. You need to have that with rice. Exactly. And, and I so, think for both of us at home, it's not like everybody eats their own dinner. It's sort of yeah, everybody eats yeah. what's made. Yeah. So it's not, you know, and eats together. And it's not just everybody goes out and gets what they want yeah. or what they like. Yeah. So when you think of it that way, I found that when I did see the nutritionist, like her meal plan was actually made me even more hungry a lot of the time yeah. because um, the breakfast was just like a smoothie and oats. Yeah. And then it would be like a tiny salad. And the, the measurements were very small as well. Like I just did not feel full. Um, and I don't know whether... And that was supposed to continue for six weeks and I couldn't even do it for two days. And I don't, and you weren't supposed to have any carbs at night. That was the that was her rule. No carbs at night. And I do try and still minimize my carbs at night. Like I don't overload on carbs at yeah, night. Of and course. I try yeah. to And that's also one thing I do. Like I, I try s- to eat like eat more in the morning and during lunch. Yeah. But if I'm hungry at night, I'm just I I do eat them. And I do yeah. eat as much as it takes me to be full because I think that trying to alter my nutrition in that way is a serious issue and I mean going back to like the period and the gut health and everything all of that gets affected if you're not eating eating properly and that's one of the reasons your hair hair, that's one of the reasons why a lot of a lot of young women actually face those problems because they start restricting their eating so I think nutrition wise it's it's important also to enjoy it when I went on holiday that's what I learned I'm really glad I went on that holiday and allowed myself to just eat whatever and do whatever because I tried so many foods um so many even desserts like so many just foods that I would have never but tried you enjoyed here. It. That's yeah okay. like you want to go to Italy and try Italian pasta and Italian yeah. pizza and, and you don't be go, like I'm gluten free I'm gluten so. free so and not gluten free because you have to be it's just gluten free because some Instagram model says, says oh gluten makes you bloated exactly like, you bloated. and you want to go to Switzerland and try all the chocolates that they're famous for like you can't just Like, and that makes you enjoy life. And I actually had this quote that I saw one Christmas holiday. And I think the holiday periods where a lot of people are a bit like, you know, because they're either going on holidays or they're celebrating or whatever. And I saw this quote, which was like, don't miss out on 95% of your life just to weigh 5% less. And I think that, that that kind of summarizes... And I guess I'm sort of talking about moments as well. Even at uni and bringing it back to uni, there will be times when you have opportunities to go on camps or go out with your friends. And if you're always concerned about what you're eating to the micro meal, yeah, you'll miss out on a lot of the experiences and it'll worsen experience. So going out with catching up with friends is supposed to be a fun experience. But then if you're sitting there the whole time worrying about how much you're eating and what you're eating... Even if it's not to the extent of an eating disorder, um, even if it's just subconsciously, I think that that does impact on the experience. And yeah, it's important... About living life. Exactly. Yeah. And you're, if you're doing uni when you're young, 18, 19, 20, you're only going to be these years once in your life. And it's important to, as much as look after yourself, also enjoy them. Yeah. So I think that finding that balance nutrition-wise, it's taken Alana and I like a year. So yeah. Oh, even more. Even more. It's probably even now. now like, even I now, do have where, moments where I look at... The dessert, and I have so much. I feel so much stress and yeah. hate towards the dessert. Or I would eat like a really carby pasta meal, and I would just feel terrible. Yeah. But then at that time, I would think, you know, I would go through the 
mindset where I would think, okay, you're only going to have one life. Do you mm-hmm. want to live it so stressed and depriving yourself of foods when other people are enjoying these foods? Yeah. So I think um, a takeaway message is to try all sorts of foods, eat, you know, what you feel like eating. And so eat reasonably healthy. Eat reasonably yeah. healthy. Go by the 80-20 rule, 80% healthy, 20% unhealthy. If you're feeling like um, like French toast, don't go for tuna on crackers, you know? Yeah. Like go for what your body is telling you it wants to have. And proportion-wise... Um, if you have, if you're a big eater, eat eat lots of healthy fats. So avocado, yeah. Um, sweet potato, sweet really potato, good. really really good. Fills you up. Pumpkin, um, anything that's got that's dense with fiber, protein, yeah. Fats. Things like bananas are quite highly glycemic, so they burn. You can burn them off quite easily. It's quite full of sugar, so they're really good for pre workout. But they're not going to fill you up for too long. So maybe do a bit of research. Um, just know your foods, research, you know, what, what foods do what to your body, like yeah. how they burn energy. And when you eat, take, mat, like eat slower. So kind of enjoy, enjoy it. your food, yeah. take more, um, chew more, chew more on your foods because then the connection between your stomach and your brain, there's going to be a greater connection and then you'll probably feel fuller earlier on rather than if you scoff food down. <coughs> It takes your stomach a bit of time to catch up. Yeah. And then you end up overeating and then you end up feeling sick afterwards because that's when your stomach starts to realise, okay, I'm actually full. But when mm-hmm. you're scoffing food down, you don't realise it. So if you chew more 10 to 15 times, like, every, you know, with every mouthful, it's a lot. It's actually life-changing. You realise you can eat smaller portions and you're actually full. Sometimes you just, your stomach is confused. Yeah, I think the enjoying part is good. And this age, like when we're young, it's important to enjoy. Yeah. And important to, yeah, look for that. I wanted to, in the, in summary, just health, nutrition in general, I guess just health. Yeah. What advice do you have for people starting uni in terms of health? Um, whether that be exercising, whether that be nutrition. So if they're coming from... High school. Um, high school with a background in fitness. I think this isn't now a good time for them to figure out figure out what you liked, like you genuinely liked doing and yeah. what you did to please your parents or what you did to get the awards in school. Yeah. Kind of separate them too. And then really zone into the ones that you actually enjoy doing and join a society that has that sport or find cost-effective ways to continue with that hobby because mm-hmm. that's probably going to be a lifetime hobby for you if you really love doing it and also in uni it's a time where you can discover other stuff yeah you're going to be exposed to so many people with like so many talents so many hobbies and it's a really good time to broaden your own interests so I think having a flexible mind just in a nutshell it's about being flexible being open-minded being kind to your body you know like with all that struggle with the uni gym, I wasn't kind to my body. I forced myself. Don't force yourself to stop and realize you're in a very stressful transition period of your life. And <coughs> you're dealing with a lot of stress and worries. It's the idea of don't put extra yeah. unnecessary stress, unnecessary worries. Okay. And I think that's really good. I think it's very important to understand that not only are you going through a change in terms of health and what you think of it, but also in just a lot of other aspects of your life. Yeah. And I think that transition period, especially in the first semester, in the first four or five weeks, 
everything's like a shock and everything's new and everything you do will be new you'll be learning so many new things so it's okay and i think listen to your body it's a lot for your body to take in it's a lot yeah new environment yeah new friendship changes it's a lot of i know a lot of us have learned to financially find ways to help our fitness goals when maybe that wasn't the case beforehand um you might be working now which you might not have done in high school so all that stuff does have to come into your day and while it's really important to have the like get it done mentality and just do it and I think that is important to motivate you it's also important to not go to that to an extreme and burn yeah. out burn yourself out in uni yeah. and I mean I know you you felt that in I your think first I semester. definitely did burn myself out and I yeah. had to have a moment where I just sat with myself and really asked what what do you want like is this how you want to live like, yeah deprived of everything and just comp- Certainly, like seeking the unattainable. Yeah, and I think you took a break as well. I feel yeah. like you took a bit of a break from like full on having a plan and exercising yeah, yeah. and stuff, and found your feet again yeah. in this whole thing. And it took me, I would say, like six months. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say like it was like a day. Like from the time I quit uni gym, um, all the way to probably even the end of the year, so more than six months, like nine nine months. Yeah, to really know what I want and where. I want to dedicate my time to. Yeah. And so it, it would take It's okay time. to take that It's time. normal. It's normal. Okay. At University Podcast, we love playing games. <laughs> As everybody knows, I say this at every podcast. Today, we're going to play kind of a favorite, yep. favorites game, um, but in a health version. Yep. So your favorite exercise or workout? Um, hit. So circuit hit. training. Circuit training. Love circuit training. Um, your favorite health food? And it doesn't have to be, like, an actual health food from health food. It can just be something you like to eat that's healthy. Salads. Salads. I love salads. Yeah. Favourite health hack. So something that you... I know you mentioned some throughout the... Mm, Yeah. My favourite one would be, like, at-home workout. Uh Uh-huh. Like, if you don't have time, you can do a quick home exercise you can control how long you're working out for you don't need to travel anywhere so a health hack is to have a yoga mat at home for the people you know who are starting out like starting out in fitness they probably wouldn't have a yoga mat invest in a yoga mat really really good like tool yeah um invest in maybe one pair of dumbbells yeah and then you you have your own home gym like you can do so much with your body weight yeah and then once you have like a yoga mat prevent injuries and you're good to go so that's a health hack and i know i go with yeah and i know that i just wanted to stop that i know that you've been doing the bbg oh yeah i forgot to mention that how yeah but how's that going like for Um, you and what do you think of that i would 100 percent recommend it Mm -hmm. um as someone who's done already circuits and he's tried out different youtubers and he's done he's gone to so like probably like three gyms i've trialed four gyms yeah i've done i've gone to so many classes the bbg by Kayla Itzini's, by the way. She's a fitness um, YouTuber. Oh, no, not a YouTuber. Instagram personality kind of Personal thing. trainer. Yeah. Um, based in Adelaide. It's, it does work, and it's hard. I, like, I've done so much cardio before. Like, I, I'm not unconditioned in any way, but I found it really hard, and I found my body sore the next day. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about it is it's a seven minutes, and you do the circuit as many times as you can. So regardless of your fitness level, you're going to be just completely gassed by the end if you put in the effort so it's all up to you so now this 
because you don't have a trainer yes. and you don't have a gym, so you don't have the guilt of like, you know, oh, you're paying money, I should make the most of my one hour here at the gym. It's all up to you and your mind and you need to push yourself. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if you're able to do that, then yes, I absolutely recommend it because you do feel so good afterwards. It's 28 minutes, plus the rest, it will make it 30 minutes. So it doesn't take up too much of your day. And she goes by the three days a week um, strength, three days a week cardio. Yeah. And for the cardio, you can do whatever you want. So she's not completely imposing on your life. It can be walking. I know she advocates walking. walking. It can be swimming. It can be tennis. It can be rock climbing. It can be, you know, hiking with your friends. That would count as already a workout done. So the fact that she doesn't completely rule your life is what really drew me in. And it goes back to the whole idea of convenience because uni is already such a big hassle for Mm -hmm. me, travel-wise. You know, it takes up quite a big, like, part of my brain. So I want my fitness to not be an additional stress, so... I would recommend it. I like it. So check it out. If okay. You're and I guess that, guys. that answers the favorite health plan sort of question. Yeah. BBG. So far. So far. And the last thing I want to ask you is your favorite kind of equipment slash thing you find really effective for mm. you. I would say yoga mat just mm-hmm. because I know so many exercises on it and you can stretch on it as well you can stretch you can it can turn into like you can be a badass on it and you can do like really killer thigh workouts booty workouts ab workouts it can be it will prevent injuries and then you can also use it for rehab so like stretching um you know what else can there's so much so much you can do you can roll it up and use it as like um you can practice splits and stuff yeah. so it's really good for people who are into dance i think the other thing i wanted to say is for the whole stretching thing a few um nights this week i've just pulled out a yoga mat my own yoga mat in my room and done stretches yeah so just done like normal stretches that you do like the lifting leg lower back i have lots of like lower back in ten- tension so i stretch that out and it's so much better when you yeah. sleep you will notice a massive difference so even if you start out, I guess, the healthy lifestyle by just stretching every night before bed for 10 minutes. It'll make a difference. It'll make yep. a difference. And I think the other thing I'd like to say is if you're starting your health journey in uni or yep. you want to start off uni on the right foot, I think it's important to do it bit by bit. Yeah. So don't go out and buy like kettlebells, dumbbells, everything. And if you go in and you're like, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to eat salad just every meal, not going to eat anything yeah. unhealthy. And I'm going to be working out like super intensely and, you know, and doing all these things. It's really, really hard to jump in. And I think all of us, I know when I look back, you don't think about it, but when I look back, I just started by running twice a week. Yeah. you know like three k's and, twice then, build up and then you build up over the years yeah. and i've gotten to where i am and it's been what like seven years yeah so it takes a while to we weren't it wasn't just it wasn't just we started yesterday. getting into yeah. fitness it, it was there's it was, a lot of yeah years seven years ago i dipped my foot into fitness a lot of so. years behind all this so um, don't stress yourself into you trying to become stuff, yeah. firstly knowing stuff I'm still learning stuff yeah, every day nutrition wise yeah. like, we haven't cracked the code we haven't cracked nutrition. the code at all um, and I think just it's important to just relax. relax and try and make small changes I yeah. really agree with the make small changes thing yeah. I think it's really important yeah don't go all out get a gym membership um, buy all sorts of equipment for the house you know, for home gym yeah. on top of that and, you know, go for a run every day and eat, like, 
acai bowls and you know mm-hmm. like take it step by step and then you'll reach it you'll reach a point where you're completely happy with your fitness in terms of the home gym or like having equipment at home by the way um just like a little side like tips like what you you need because people try to advertise a lot more than what you need yeah you can you tend to like you're able to have a good workout with your body weight i would recommend having dumbbells though yeah um i recently purchased like kettlebells just because my dumbbells were two kilos which is quite light so and i went to target and the kettlebells were more were cheaper than Mm -hmm. dumbbells for some reason i don't know why so have a pair of weights that you can use um for extra um what's the word resistance and a resistance band resistance bands are so good so you can use them for conditioning but you can also use them for cardio actually. So doing star jumps with a resistance band on your legs burns your legs like crazy and also gets your heart rate up. Yeah. So I would recommend yoga mat, resistance band and kettlebell slash dumbbells. To get you started. To get you started and don't worry about anything else. That's, that's enough. And a good plan. Like I think the BMG yeah. or something similar yeah. where it's not just yeah. you. I think it's also really hard to just go on YouTube and try and search for random things. Yeah. No. Um, I find that that's not... It's not that consistent, yeah. and sometimes it's good to have a plan. It's good to have a plan, or at least know what you're doing, um, yeah. and whether that be BBG or something. And if you similar. don't know like exercises, then the plan's perfect. Yeah. Before I would write up my own exercise for the day, but now I I just can't be bothered. So yeah. I'm with the BBG now. But before I would just write it up. But if you don't know what like X jumps or like plank jack is, like, you can't really make your own program. So mm-hmm. Blogilates, by the way, has free. Yes, yeah, so even so trying out, out blog yeah. at Lardy's, YouTube or something first, as well. yeah, and sticking with one or two. I think if you're just every day like waking up and searching random yeah. ones, it's not really essential. Yeah, so whether you stick so with a set of videos or a plan yeah. or whatever, I think it's important to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think that we covered we covered a lot, a lot for uni. I we wish you all the best in your health journey at uni. Yeah and just, i hope it goes well and remember if there's you know any setbacks or parts where you're struggling we all we've all been we've there all we feel you we know and how you feel hopefully this conversation has opened it up a bit because yeah. i think one of the best things is when you listen when you're going through it and then you listen to other people and you've you realize that they've been through it or they're going through it as well so you're not sometimes alone. it can be at uni that you just feel like you're the only person struggling yeah. and i guess it's the point of this whole podcast but um you're not and everybody has faced similar issues in the past so i hope you all enjoyed and we'll see you very soon with another podcast bye